Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You're not a believer in nanny cams? You think it invades your child's privacy? I hate to tell you this, but you're wrong. And this is why. Two-year-old Declan Oglesby. That's why. A two-year-old little boy screaming at the hands of his babysitter while his parents see exactly what's happening in real time. But guess what? They're an hour away. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. First of all, take a listen to our friends at WCTI. A nanny is in custody and a family's in shock after viewing that video. A newborn couple saw that video of their home security cameras. The woman they hired to take care of their children, holding down their toddler, forcing food into his mouth, the child screaming and trying to get away. Newburn police say that nanny is 25-year-old Lauren Rowe of Newburn tonight. She's in custody and facing charges. When you see this video, you will agree. A two-year-old little boy screaming at the hands of his own babysitter. Take a listen to this. This is the nanny cam video. starts with the baby not wanting to eat. How many times did that happen when I was raising the twins? How about three or four times a day? But clamping their mouth shut after you shove food down their throat, the baby choking on the food, screaming when he can come up for air, with the babysitter screaming at him, it goes on and on and on. It's actually painful to listen to, but this is the truth. Take a listen to more of the nanny cam video. You want this? Can eat your food. You want this? Eat your food. Take a bite. Do you want this? Take a bite. Do you want this? Take a bite. You want this? Take a bite. Okay, you don't you don't want this? You don't want it? You don't want it? Okay, you can not have it. You are hearing a little baby Declan crying 
And then the nanny starts force-feeding him as he gets the food choked in his throat, and she holds his mouth shut. It just so happens that Mommy happens to look and see in real time what's happening to her baby. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. I'm going to introduce you to our all-star panel. But first, I want to ask a our pediatrician joining us, Dr. Free N. Hess at PettyMom.com. Dr. Hess, thank you for being with us. What is it about hearing a baby scream? It didn't affect me before I had children. I mean, I didn't like it. But once you have children and you hear a baby scream, it literally, it, it just makes your skin crawl. Mm-hmm. What, what happens? It is absolutely a parent or caregiver um, instinct. I think you're right. People people are bothered by it prior to, but once, you know, not only am I a pediatrician in pediatric emergency medicine, but I am a mom as well. And I agree. It it hit me differently. I saw saw children that um, had issues and were abused or injuries prior to being a mom, and then I saw them after. And it is very, very different. It's just in the core of you to have this feeling to protect and have this feeling of anger when you see that somebody is hurting this innocent child who has no ability to protect themselves from an adult. And you just want to literally jump through the screen, through the speaker, through whatever it is that you need to jump through to help that child. That's just a natural instinct, I think, once you start, once you have babies. Yeah, I don't know what happens, Dr. Hess, but ever since I had the twins, when I hear a child cry, if it's on a plane and a building, I immediately turn mm-hmm. around. It's like I I can't stop myself. And hearing uh, baby Declan crying is just you know, and I want to go to you, to Doug Burns joining me, former federal prosecutor, prosecutor, uh, now TV lawyer, at Doug T. Burns Esquire on LinkedIn. Doug, thank you for being with us. You know, well, have you, you ever uh, seen a a prosecutor or a defense attorney act something out or let something go in the courtroom? It's full time for instance if we say um it takes two minutes to choke somebody out to strangle them dead and then the prosecutor i guess we'll go with prosecutor holds a dummy you know to look like a human for two minutes and that two minutes feels like forever in a courtroom yeah it's it's so interesting that you asked that because forget two minutes you could go with 20 seconds nancy and it's like ladies and gentlemen right you heard that 20 seconds elapsed so let's just take a look at that for a minute and now we're going to sit here for 20 seconds and it's an eternity and it really dramatically hits it home so in this particular case when i was looking at the facts the amount of time yes. uh, that elapsed is just absolutely horrific no question about it and there's something about it doug burns you've tried a lot of cases in federal court when you do yeah a demonstration in court like we're about to do right now with our listeners and viewers I Mm -hmm. I know what I'm about to play is about 50 seconds but it feels like 50 hours when you listen to it have you had that experience in court because I have many many times and you know a number of, I guess, clear lack of a better description. One is, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. So the video in this particular case, oh. and 
And again, with any apologies for talking X's and O's as opposed to the horrific emotion of the parents and what they went through. But from a courtroom X's and O's standpoint, um, the drama and impact of this type of video would be devastating to the defense. Devastating. As you're talking, Doug Burns, guys, Doug Burns and I go way, way back. He is a longtime federal prosecutor. Uh, it's in his blood. His father was a federal prosecutor as well. Wasn't he the AG? And where, where, where was, he was he? Uh, he was, uh, thank you for asking my late dad. He's gone eight years now, but he was deputy attorney general of the United States, which is the number two law enforcement yeah. position in the country. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, I knew that. Um, yep. You just had to refresh my recollection. No, no, as we no. Say we haven't uh, spoken in a little bit, exactly. <laughs> but he was, he, was, he was a very effective deputy AG, yeah. This thing I want you to listen to is exactly what I would play for a jury in an opening statement. Tyler, if we could go out of order and you play for me, cut 21, please. <laughs> And you're hearing Declan crying, and he's having food shoved down his throat, and then the babysitter would clunk the mouth shut and hover over him with the food stuck in his throat. I have an all-star panel for you, but let me go right now to a very special guest joining us. Laura Oglesby is baby Declan's mother. Laura, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Laura, I want to take this in the order of what you saw that day. What was the first thing you saw on the nanny cam? And what led you to look at the nanny cam? Um, so it's not necessarily a nanny cam. It's a security cameras that I have throughout the house. And um, she's well aware of them. Um, I checked them religiously because I'd normally not away from my kids. I've had them since they were born. We're just doing renovations. So I was unable to have them in the bar. It's, it's unsafe. And, um, but every break I have, I normally check on them. Well, whenever I pulled up my camera, it was facing the front door, but I could hear screaming. So I turned my camera and she actually had him in his booster seat at the kitchen table and was yelling at him and trying to force feed him in the booster seat. And that's when we started running out of the bar. And then she picked him up by his wrist. This is all not shown on there yet. Um, he, she picks him up by his wrist and sticks him in his brother's high chair, his little brother's one. Sticks him in his little brother's high chair to have more control over him. And that's um, whenever the video starts. That's when the recording starts. Okay, picking up by the wrist. Um, back to you, Dr. Hess. I've heard mm -hmm. of... Um, I think it's called Nanny's Arm. Nurse Maid's Elbow. And where you pull a child yeah. by the arm, mm -hmm. like by the wrist or the arm, and it actually loosens their arm at the socket. 
it dislocates their radius at their elbow. Yeah, it's actually a really common um, injury and can happen pretty easily. But you, I mean, doing something like that with full weight can not only cause the nursemaid's elbow, but can also cause fractures of the wrist. I mean, and that's just the beginning of it. You know, the part that I saw where his arms are being pinned behind him, that can cause significant physical injury. The part where he's getting food shoved into his mouth not only can cause choking, but because he's screaming and crying during it, increases the risk of aspiration where food can get down into his lungs. There is so much physical damage that can happen here. And that's not even including the psychological damage. That's just the physical damage that can happen here. It's, it's horrifying. And speaking of psychological damage, I was just about to go to Dr. Teresa Gill, Ph.D., professor, psychology, psychotherapist, 25 years working with child abuse and trauma victims. She is also an author, and you can find her at TeresaGillPhD.com. Dr. Gill, one of the happiest moments that we have in our lives is when we all get together for supper after we've been working and at school And I look forward to it all day long. When the children were younger, I looked forward to giving them their baths and eating. It wasn't really supper time because they would, you know, they didn't like high chairs. So we would sit them in their stroller, you know, totally surrounded by blankets and feed them a double stroller twins, you know, at their pace. And it it meant a lot to me. And I wonder sometimes, Dr. Gill, if people don't have as they grow up eating disorders because of the way they were fed when they were a baby. I've never even seen a study on that, but I've wondered about it. But Dr. Gill, what does this do to a child? Not only can kill the child, but emotionally. Well, I think a lot of what they talk about today is that if a child feels scared and they don't feel connected and safe, that it actually changes for that period of time, their autonomic nervous systems, and they go into a stress response. Now, what I saw that was really lovely, so I've done studies on what makes people resilient and not resilient, both in childhood as well as adults. Um, There were two parents that loved this kid. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. And back to Laura Oglesby. This is Declan's mom. When you saw that happening, what went through your mind? Believe it or not, a lot of people want to say that they would have, you know, hurt the one. They wanted to get home and get the nanny, whatever. That's the last thing that was on my mind. I could care less about the nanny. The only thing that I was worried about is my children getting to safety, like somebody getting there, getting the nanny as far out of my house as possible, and then being taken care of. Guys, take a listen to our cut for uh, the nanny cam video, or at least part of it. Yeah, you can take a bite and then come down. Okay, take a bite and then you can be done. 
Declan yelling out, Addy, Addy. He's calling for his daddy, daddy. And you can hear where he starts actually choking and gurgling up the food. This as mommy, Laura Oglesby, spots what's happening on the security cameras and immediately tries to rush home to save her two-year-old little boy, Declan. You know, I, I'm listening. Let me introduce the rest of our panel. With me, of course, is Declan's mother, Laura Oglesby, but also with me, Tom Pacheri, America's leading personal safety expert and author of the Personal Protection Handbook. You can find him at TomPacheri.com. Doug Burns, former federal prosecutor, veteran trial lawyer. Dr. Teresa Gill, professor of psychology. Dr. Free and Hess, pediatrician at PettyMom.com. Chris Byers joining us, former police chief, Johns Creek, Georgia, 25 years on the beat, now private investigator at Chris Byers Investigations and Polygraph.com and CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Levi Page. To you, Chris Byers, did you ever see One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Did you ever see that I movie? Did, yes. Okay, do you remember I Nurse did. Ratchet? Do you remember Nurse Ratchet? Do. do you remember when yep. she would speak to other people? She she would be perfectly calm and normal, but she was crazy and evil. Do you remember Absolutely. her? Have you yes, ever dealt on all your years in the force with somebody that when they're talking to you, they're perfectly calm and normal, but you find out in the course of your investigation, they are pure evil? Yeah, absolutely. Been in the interrogation room many a times and gotten a completely different side of somebody than, you know, the other testimony and video proved. So, yes, been face-to-face -face with that many times. You know how I've seen it a lot of times, Chris, is in child abuse cases where people would burn their children with cigarette butts and beat them into a coma. Uh, child sex predators, but really like parents or caregivers that beat the children or harm the children. Um, and I've seen it in uh, domestic abuse, typically with a husband or the, the male partner. They're so charming and polite and kind when they're talking to you. But then you look over at the woman or the child and they're totally covered in bruises and broken bones and fat lips. Something's not right, buyers. Yeah, absolutely. And you're exactly right. Domestic violence cases, um, more often than not, have that exact they, they they present themselves just like that as this charming person uh, and then you get to see that other side and, and child predators um i think it's just it's, it's part of their mo uh, that they do is just this over charming of people outside of what is happening in the private home and in private life you know, we've got a lot of really educated people on our on our uh, as guests today 
And I find out the more college education you get, the less you believe in good and evil. Uh, I really believe in good and evil. I think there's good and bad in the world and that good people can somehow end up doing evil, horrible things like what happened to baby Declan. And if it had not been for the mother who's with us today, Laura Oglesby, having those security cameras in her home, we would never know what happened. Baby Declan's not old enough to articulate. He can't even say daddy correctly in this video anyway. He couldn't tell mom what was happening. Tom Petiri with me, America's leading personal safety expert and author of the Personal Protection Handbook. Tom, tell me about security cameras. I call them all nanny cams. We've got our home totally tricked out with nanny cams. Well, let's let's talk about what's out there, all right? So there are the nanny cams. The best are the new pinhole cameras. You can put them all over your house. You can use them anytime or clicking on your phone and check and balance. Uh, The key is whether you want people to know or not know. So the old security adage is, you know, you keep them covert. You don't tell anybody. But the new theory is if you have somebody, especially if they're watching your kids or something, let them know they're in spotlight. Let them know you can hear and see everything and every minute. You know, so if you see something on that camera, get on the phone, say, what are you doing? You know, and do a check and balance. But that's one phase of it. And, you know, you do the background. That's another phase. But let me tell you what people are doing now. You have the neighborhood watch. Mm -hmm. All right. Now people are calling it a neighborhood responder. So all the parents get together and say, "Okay, I'm working on this day. I'm off on this day. I'm, you know, and and they figure out who's around. So let's say in what happened in this young lady's case, she has somebody she trusts. She can now make the call for somebody to get over that house now and check you know, what's going on and get ready to call the police. So people are using their own resources of people they trust and love to protect our kids. Remember, as parents, we are protectors. So we're protective parents, but we need help. And help is putting things in spotlight and using the people you know and trust to help. You know, I'm like you, Laura Oglesby. Uh, When the twins still had babysitters during the day, I told the babysitters right up front, there's an nanny cam. I've got them all over the house. Just know that. And I didn't suggest that they were going to do anything bad or wrong. I just, you know, wanted it very clear. I had my eyes on them 24-7, 365. Thank God in heaven. Guys, take a listen to Our Cut 5. This is Justin Lundy, W-I-T-N. I wanted to kick her ass. I wanted to come here, and I wanted to pin her down, and I wanted to put food in her mouth. That was Lauren Oglesby's initial reaction when she and her husband, Max, took a peek at their at-home security camera while at work Tuesday night. To discover their nanny, Lauren wrote, restraining their crying two-year-old son, Declan, and appearing to force feed him. In the video, you can hear Declan struggling against Roe as she appears to try and push chicken pot pie into his mouth. Did you ever suspect your nanny of doing something like this? No, of course. I mean, you don't leave your child with someone that you suspect would harm them. So we had no thought process that she would do anything like this or any complete shock. Complete shock. And I'm just trying to figure out, Laura Oglesby, when you were racing home, trying to get home, what was going through your mind? My child's safety. I was wondering what else was going on. I also was still watching it live. So, um... 
yeah, I mean, I was just, I was at a loss. Guys, we are talking with Declan's mom, Laura Oglesby. Levi Pays joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Levi, take it from the top. What happened? So Max and Laura, Laura Oglesby live in Newborn, North Carolina, and they're renovating a bar that they own 45 minutes away in Washington, North Carolina. They took a break from renovating. They decided to look at the security cameras they have set up in the house. And October 26th, that's when this happened, they discovered two-year-old Declan screaming no, crying out for his daddy, sobbing, and the nanny force-feeding him chicken pot pie. She was also holding his arms behind his back. And also, Nancy, the most disturbing part to me is when she put her hand over his mouth after forcing food into it. Okay, guys, pinning a child's arms behind its back? Right there, Chris Byers, you've seen a lot of child abuse cases. When you're pinning a child's arms back, that should be an internal bell of alarm to you that what you're doing is wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Just, you know, as a as a parent, I just cannot imagine doing that to a child. Uh, and, And as a caregiver, she knew exactly what she was doing that was injuring that child. Absolutely. And what is that? Joining us, our psychologist, psychotherapist, Dr. Teresa Gill, to exert, to want to exert power and control over your child. And I don't mean when they misbehave, you don't swat them on the booty or give them time out or take away a privilege. I'm not saying don't discipline your child. They have to know, don't run out in the road. Uh, Don't jump out of the car. Wear your seatbelt. They have to know certain rules to live. But when you physically exert control over them, what, what is that need inside an adult to do that to a child? I think the thing that stood out for me the most when I watched the video was how calm she was and unaffected by his cries. And she really believed the word control comes up again. If you don't control your two-year-old, he will walk all over you. And I don't believe, and I've seen this before in working with mothers or parents who have been abusive, that they have any recollection or any idea of what they have, what they're doing is actually abuse. I'm sure if you talk to her, she would say, I was disciplining him, and I was teaching him right from wrong, and I was making making sure that he ate. And I was looking at some of the Facebook comments from people, and a number of the Facebook, and I usually go to Facebook comments just to kind of gauge how people are thinking on things, and one woman said the nanny was in control and not abusive. He was just a spoiled child, and she just wanted him to take one bite. You know, that's so interesting that you said that, Dr. Gill, because um, we recently covered the case where a, a cop and his new wife took his natural son uh, that he had from his first wife and to discipline the child would make him go sleep out in the garage at night to discipline him Mm -hmm. and he died he died of hypothermia Mm -hmm. it was later discovered that he had been disciplined with uh beatings and um all uh, withholding food all sorts of discipline that ended up with the boy dead 
And I have heard that same sad song about just disciplining the child from so many murderers that it actually makes me feel nauseous to hear some uninformed person on Facebook say that. And just because it's done in control and it's not done with screens and it's done with thinking ahead of exactly what you want to do, they think Mm -hmm. the parents that it's not abuse, it is punishment and teaching them right from wrong. Okay, to you, Laura Oglesby, you're hearing what our uh, Facebook friends have to say about this. What's your reaction to that, Laura? Um, I'm kind of trying to take everybody's comments with a grain of salt. I mean, there's some that are really supportive, but there's also a lot of people out there that are saying like that mothers shouldn't work. Um, that they should be at home taking care of their children and that nobody else should be taking care of your children for you and that my child is a brat and that several, I mean, several mean things have been said. Um, But I'm I'm just trying to let it brush off my shoulder because clearly a lot of those people probably don't have kids. So, um, yeah. You know, Laura Oglesby, you said you were going to take it with a grain of salt. As I like to say, I'll take it with a box of salt. Uh, on that one. Guys, take a listen to our cut seven. This is Kate Hussey, WCTI. The couple's emotions still running high. Thinking about the moment Laura just happened to pull up her home security camera footage on her phone while at work Tuesday night to see their nanny, who police confirm is 25-year-old Lauren Rowe, holding their child down in his high chair, forcing food into his mouth. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Guys, um, in this case, the parents race home to get to the scene as quickly as they can. Take a listen to our cut 8 News Channel 12. The couple filed a police report with Newburn Police the very next day. She came highly recommended. Our background was clear. And there were no red flags up until that point. No. Roe even had a profile on Care.com. The company tells me they background check all caregivers, a process that includes running a social security number trace, checking national sex offender public websites, performing multi-jurisdictional criminal database searches, and going through both federal and county criminal records. To you, Laura Oglesby, how did you find this babysitter? Um, So I went onto a Facebook mom's group and I saw that she um, had been recommended in there as a swim teacher for infants. And um, a lot of people were recommending her for that. And then whenever I actually reached out to her to see if she did nannying, she said that she had done it for three years back in California. So um, we brought her in for an interview. And then after the interview, I rechecked on care.com to make sure that she was verified and everything. And she was. Um, and so then we ended up hiring her on. You know, Doug Burns, uh, we have covered several care.com cases. Sure. And usually they did not end up the way this case ended up. Guys, take a listen to our cut 15. This is Heather Lee at KMEG Fox 44. October 29, 33-year-old Rochelle Sapp was watching 3-year-old Autumn Eldersma at her in-home daycare center. 
a court document, Sapp called Autumn's mother around 9 o'clock that morning to tell her Autumn had fallen down the stairs. She said she would keep a close eye on Autumn and give her some Tylenol. Not even 20 minutes later, Sapp called Autumn's mother again to tell her Autumn was, quote, way out of it and that she thought her neck was hurt. Autumn's mother rushed to Sapp's house. Autumn was taken to Orange City Hospital, but because her injuries were so bad, she was airlifted to a hospital in Sioux Falls. Doctors there diagnosed her with a skull fracture and brain swelling. She died of her injuries October 31st. Sapp's initial claim that Autumn fell down the stairs didn't match up with a medical opinion that the little girl's injuries were not consistent with that kind of fall. Sapp later told police she threw the girl down hard on the floor, causing her to hit her head because she was frustrated with Autumn, who was having trouble getting her jacket off. To Laura Oglesby, uh, the Autumn case, little Autumn, who died after being thrown down the stairs by her babysitter, after they had had an escalating argument over where this little three-year-old, whether the little girl, three years old, would wear her coat. And it's amazing how an adult with a child, a two- or three-year-old child, can have an argument escalate, and the child ends up dead. When you think back on what you saw on your home surveillance cam, the argument escalating between your baby, Declan, just two years old, and Lauren Rowe, the 25-year-old babysitter, can you imagine what could have happened? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was honestly the first one of the first things to go through my head is that he, she could end up killing him, like, that was one of the main reasons that I wanted somebody here to take care of him and her gone because I didn't know what she was capable of after that point. Um, and we do have stairs at our house and she literally had no problem with sticking her hand over his mouth and plugging his nose while he's also sick and has a runny nose. So he can't breathe out of it anyway. Laura, how has Declan behaved after this incident? Um, every night since it's all happened, he's been waking up in the middle of the night and it's not a normal like toddler and sometimes will wake up and fuss. He screams bloody murder to the point where I'm almost scared to go in there because I'm scared somebody's in there with him. Then he also now he, if you try to go up to him to like hand him anything or ask him to come here, he'll run and hide. He'll hide behind the couch. He'll hide behind, if you're outside, he hides behind the trees. Um, and he has been attached to my hip since this all happened, I cannot even get out of his eyesight without him freaking out. You know, and it makes me wonder what has happened before you saw it on the, on the, on the video. What may have happened outside the video eyeline? And that's what I was asking you earlier, Tom Petiri, safety expert, author of Personal Protection Handbook. Where should you place the videos? I call them all nanny cams, the home surveillance security videos. Where should they be? You got to put them in direct angles where you could cover the whole room. You know, most people see exterior cameras. They may have one or two inside, but for the cost of cameras today and as small as they are, I mean, it's very cost effective, but when they're placed, they're at the highest angle that opens up the whole room so you can see everything. Mommy races home to try and save her two-year-old little boy, Declan. Not everybody has been as lucky as Laura Oglesby. Take a listen to Our Cut 16. 
A nanny camera captures shocking images of a nanny named Dana Cash allegedly shaking a one-year-old girl. Child's mother, who didn't want to be identified, spoke to us exclusively. I was appalled. She says she first found this video after her eight-year-old son, who witnessed the attack, told her about it. After the mom found the video and watched it for herself, she then showed it to Cash. That baby was saved, much like Laura Oglesby's baby was saved, but we haven't all been so lucky. Take a listen to our cut 17. When a mother checked in on her two-year-old special needs son from the nanny cam app on her phone, something didn't seem right. I saw her just looking at him and um, not doing anything while he's screaming and crying, and I thought that was odd. What Diana Co was about to see next would shake her to her core and change her life forever. Diana quickly figured out the nurse who was supposed to be caring for her son was beating him. The nurse's abuse gets more savage. At one point, she rolls up a magazine and uses it as a weapon. The excruciating scene played out as Diana watched it live. She and her husband were at least 20 minutes away. Diana and her husband called 911. Police raced to the scene. You see them arrive and arrest the nurse, making this all the more horrific. You were hearing our friends just then at CBS LA and before at ABC 7. Now take a listen to our cut 18 ABC 7. Mariah Gonzalez is facing child abuse charges after Livermore PD says the 20-year-old nanny was caught on camera. Neighbors describe Gonzalez as smiling and bubbly. According to charging documents, on February 18th, Gonzalez was caring for a 13-month-old boy. When the boy's mom came home, she discovered abuse when she watched nanny cam video. Specifically, Gonzalez was attempting to calm the baby. When she placed her hands closer to the baby's face, his cries went from clear and audible muffled the baby began to squirm and kick and then went limp she was strangling and smothering the baby all this was revealed on nanny cam to laura oglesby baby declan's mother what do you have to say to those non-believers about security cams i think it's incredibly important because outside of even if you don't have a nanny you can still see, like, if your child somehow falls down and hits their head and something's wrong with them, you can replay back the film and you can see what happened and know better on what you can tell doctors and emergency people that come, responders. Um, I, I, altogether, a security system is so important in our day. So, Levi Page, what is happening with this case? Well, Nancy, that nanny, Lauren Rowe, 25 years old, was arrested. She was charged with misdemeanor child abuse. And 30 minutes later, she posted bond and was released $2,500. And in the state of North Carolina, for misdemeanor child abuse, the max that she can get is 150 days. Mm, mm, mm. And Nancy, her trial is scheduled to start March 8th. We wait as justice unfolds. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friends.